0: What I'm holding here is the belt that belongs to the real world champion, oh no, not Hulk Hogan. Presently the man that owns this belt is under contract to another organization, but in the near future he may be arriving in the World Wrestling Federation. If so, it would be my honor and privilege to be the advisor of this man. Now, you want to compare this belt to Hulk Hogan's? (laughs) That would be like comparing ice cream to horse manure. You want to compare the man that wears this belt to Hulk Hogan? That would be like comparing ice cream to horse manure. You see, Hulk Hogan is the World Wrestling Federation champion. The man that owns this belt is the real champion, Ric Flair. And that, my friends, was a great promo from the late and also great Bobby the Brain Heenan. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Val, from the Side Room Podcasts doing a little sidecast as always and this one's a little bit different. Um, this one's a little bit of a celebration in the life and time of Bobby the Brain Heenan. I figure i let a couple of days pass by, all the morning passing by and the sad faces and the sad looks and all the conversation of how he could've lived his life, his, um, his health habits and um, everything that went on the last 12 to 15 years. Uh, We kind of want to just, we acknowledge it, but we want to make sure myself, uh, I want to just celebrate his life in general. Uh, I want to kind of do a little bit of a, a down memory lane and just... Put some smile on your faces right about now and let's just give props to the man, the myth, the legend That has uh, brought so much positivity in the world of professional wrestling Which is Bobby the Brain Heenan and we all know him as Bobby the Brain But um, most people don't know that that not just he was a great professional wrestler and commentator He was born Raymond lewis heenan he was a great 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 uh comedic timing actor as well too he had the qualities uh, of just any kind of stand-up comedian the wit the know-how the the timing that that would put these people that do stand up these days to shame i mean um and he's been doing this for about almost Four or five decades of just bringing non-stop humor into the world of just wrestling, entertainment, and pop culture all together. Uh, Bobby Hit D- Brain Heenan, you probably know him best from his commentary skills with Gorilla Monsoon and WWE, WWF, of course. Um, if you are a little bit younger, you probably know him from his WCW days, um, commentary on Nitro and Thunder with the likes of Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff, and of course, the professor Mike Tanay. And if you're an old school head, a little bit older than me, you know, I'm about to hit 30, but you got those dudes out there who are about 40, 50, know Bobby the Brain from the AWA days, managing the lights of Nick Bockwinkle and such, Adria Adonis as well, too. So we're looking at, at Bobby's life in Compass right about now. And what he provided to professional wrestling, to sports entertainment. Um, Bobby the Brain started off as a wrestler as well too. um, And he quickly uh, caught the eye of many promoters as being um, the voice. And even though his wrestling was good and he excelled at it, his calling was really just being that 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 little bit of a, you know, sometimes you, when you have a piece of coal, you need to grind it up so it could turn into a diamond, and that's what he provided for many professional wrestlers. Whether it was Nick Bockwinkel, whether it was Adrian Adonis, whether it was Hercules Hernandez, Andre the Giant, uh, Rick Rude, you had people who most of the time can talk. Of course, Ric Flair as well, too, entering the WWF. You had people who had mouths already, but Bobby gave him a little bit of a flair, no pun intended, gave him a little bit of shine, was always someone who elevated the talent. Never, never once did you ever see Bobby kind of let down someone or, or make him feel inferior uh, as far as a manager goes. He always put them up, even if he was... Um, Healing out a bit and talking garbage to a to a face type wrestler to the goody two-shoes dudes out there He always made them look better. He always made them have like a comeuppance in a way. He took a bump Not a lot of managers these days or back then took bumps the way Bobby did Half the reason why his health issues are the way they were was because of the bumps he did take to his neck But like I said, we're not looking at that. we looking at the positive points in his career me personally um I remember Bobby the most on his days of just doing pay-per-views and shows with Gorilla Monsoon. I believe that dynamic was great. I mean, Bobby and Gorilla just was the quintessential tag team in commentary. I mean, he did commentary with Vince and he did with Jesse Ventura as well too. But him and Gorilla just had comedic timing. Especially with Gorilla with the, will you stop? And Bobby just... Gr- grasping at that and just making fun of Gorilla of everything he said I mean you had times where where Gorilla would try to point out a match and he'll say something funny he'll say something stupid just to keep um Gorilla on his toes um I remember looking back in those days when he was a manager, and one of my favorite times was when he was managing Andre the Giant and in that point in time, these were Andre's last years, uh, his most pivotal years, in a way, of being a main event star. He already knew that his time was almost out the window, but he wanted that last big hurrah, and Bobby just, he, Andre didn't need it, but Bobby elevated him as a heel, as, as a main force. I mean, give Hulk Hogan and Andre all their due, but without Bobby, WrestleMania 3 wouldn't have been what it was without Bobby being the hype man, the Don King, if you will, of professional wrestling. Um, I mean, you look at Bobby with the lights of Rick Rude, someone who didn't need heat whatsoever, who could talk, who had the look, who had the gimmick, Bobby elevated him. Um, you look at Ric Flair, Ric Flair, man, coming out of the NWA and WCW, multiple champion, um, the one of the best talkers in the business altogether, And Bobby just gave him that flair, that that shine that made uh, Ric Flair a bigger deal than he already was. How can you do that? You don't even have people these days in sports entertainment, in professional wrestling, that can give a pinky of that. I mean, you have the likes of Paul Heyman, and and I guess in the indie scene, someone like Truth Martini, who's pretty funny as well, too. Um, I look at people... um, most of the time, giving that that um, that edge like Dido Long did back in the day, uh, like Mister Sinister did back in the day as well too. You had managers that uh, like Kevin Sullivan as well too um, that gave that that bit of a push, but not like Bobby. Bobby was in a league of his own. I mean, if we had to put like a Mount Rushmore, you would put like Bobby. I think you put Jimmy Hart up there. Um, I think if you wanted to put Paul Heyman up there for the current generation right about now, that'd be great. I think if you want to put in maybe I, I might get flagged for this and I don't give a damn. Lou Albano as well, too. I mean, that those were great managers back in the day. I mean, come on now. What can you say about Bobby that was bad right about there His commentary is great With Mike Tenay and Tony Schiavone On WCW Even though those were his last days of commentary uh, he, he made What was a flat product In the last days of WCW More interesting uh, you had people like him tripping over words of Mexican wrestlers, which is horrible, but at the time, it kind of was funny looking back at it. Juventud Guerrero calling him juicy and things like that. Um, mispronouncing what a huda carana was, so seeing Bobby trip over things and still make it, and make it and turn it into gold was great. Um, even in his later years, in 2004, um, giving one of the best Hall of Fame speeches, that WWE's ever produced, and I don't care if you agree with me on that. If you love Jake's performance, if you love Diamond Dallas Page's speech, if you love Nash's speech, Bobby gave a great speech, one of the best all-time speeches for the whole thing. He set the bar. Um, even in WrestleMania 17, he he managed to commentate the the gimmick Battle Royal, made fun of Iron Sheik taking about almost an hour to get to the ring and taking bumps as well too. I mean Bobby's tiny which is perfect. Um, when you look at um, continuity, this is my favorite part about Bobby and and this is what I love the most. He carried the hatred. And you can quote me on this, I don't care from AWA all the way to WWF all the way to WCW the hatred of Hulk Hogan from AWA he was cursing the name of Hulk Hogan saying he was a bum he was a schmuck until so he went to WWF where he set up uh, Hulk Hogan all these enemies were Hercules Hernandez and Adrian Adonis and you had him with um, the Heenan family and of course Andre the Giant and Ric Flair always trying to stack the odds against Hogan you had him going to WCW And seeing through the goody-two-shoes persona of Hogan going to WCW and being the man who's going to save WCW, ultimately betraying everybody, dropping the leg on Macho. And I don't give a fuck if I'm geeking out. If you don't like me geeking out, this is professional wrestling. We fucking love it, okay? Dropping the leg on Macho. And shocking the world, turning heel, and Bobby just screaming in the background, I knew it. I knew it. We knew he was a bum. We knew he was a schmuck. Bobby was always on point. He always carried that with Hogan. And these days, we don't have continuity in wrestling. Barely. A little bit. But, you know, not to the likes of what we saw with Bobby. Bobby made you feel feel emotion. Bobby made you feel, made you have that feeling that we all love, that we all grasp as fans for sports entertainment, professional wrestling. Uh, we We want to feel that it's real. And we all know it's fake. It's a novella. Of course we do. You know, newsflash. We all know that. But at the same token, we made every single generation believe. And that is a rare thing in this world. So I give so much love and respect to a man who's brought me joy, who's brought me laughter, and ultimately brought me to tears when I found out he died at the age of uh, 72. Uh, It was heartbreaking. But um, his memory will always live on forever. His, His commentary will live on forever with Gorilla. And right now, you're up there with him. And you're having the best wrestling matches up there with Warrior, Macho, and Piper. You're, you're seeing the classics happen up there, man. So, big shout out to the Heenan family. Big shout out to Bobby the Brain Heenan. You've been an inspiration in my life. Um, you've been an inspiration to many other people in the world. And from me to you, you're one of the best, if not the best. Um, kind of want to do a little bit of Sidebar. We kind of want to keep it in the mix of professional wrestling. Seeing that we have a pay-per-view coming up this uh, Sunday, No Mercy, I figured maybe i give you a little bit of a preview of what's going down. Just a fast one, nothing crazy. Um, just a little rundown of what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. I'm, I'm definitely going to review it, or the Side Room Podcast is going to review it. However we do it, it's going to be reviewed no matter what, so don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's going to happen, no grouse. So... What we're looking at right here is the main event. I'll start from the top to the bottom because it's a weird card. I'm saying this as a fan. I'm enjoying the fact that on these B shows we're getting these A stars, if you want to call them that. This A amount of talent. I could see that uh, because of football season rolling up. Um, I know my boy International Lou is, you know, getting in the mood right now for some foosball. Um, yeah. Because football seasons uh, run amok with Mondays and Sundays all taking, um, taking over, we're seeing Vince in panic mode again. And it's always an interesting time of the year because Vince likes to throw the big guns and doesn't really care about the ramifications. So this year we're getting No Mercy, B pay per view. Great name value to it. I always loved the name of No Mercy. Thought it was always a great name for a solid pay per view. Um, you're looking at. The main event, Brock Lesnar, who's the Universal Champion. I hate that name for a title, by the way. The Universal Champion, who's going against Braun Strowman, who is one of the hottest, hottest, hottest stars Raw has to offer right about now, It's not the WWE. His size, his stature, his, his ability to go, what he does, even though he's still a little green on certain things. His ability to just show intensity. Um... We haven't seen in a long time. He had a, he's been having a great showing all year. Of classic matches with the Big Show. Reigns. Joe. Uh, he had that four-way at SummerSlam. Where he had a great showing. Just a positive reactions, Destroying Lesnar half the match. So we're seeing this match unfold right about now. Um, it's been a couple of weeks of them going back and forth. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to say Lesnar's going to take this match. Only for the fact that... I think Braun's still a little green on certain things. I think they want to build him up a little bit more. And I don't think they're going to pull the trigger quite yet this year. I think they're saving that, to and for that moment. But we're not going to get it just yet. I think they still have some plans for Brock before his contract ends. And um, either way, Strowman's going to probably have a great match, a short match. But it's going to make him look better um, than he did going in. I guarantee you that. So we go down the card, we're looking at Roman Reigns, looking on John Cena. Like I said, another WrestleMania SummerSlam main event that we're getting on the B-Show. But fuck it, right? So we're getting these two. They're having a little bit of a rivalry where they're trying to do reality fourth wall breaking talking about reigns of steroid use and lack of being able to cut promo and then reigns calling a part-timer using the same thing that cena said to the rock a couple years ago all this lame duck shit which is not catching that much fire I think the match would be great. I think they'll both produce a great match. I think it's going to be a little fugazi when it comes to the finish. Maybe a run in, maybe something happening where it's not clear cut winner. I do see Reigns going over in some way, only for the fact that Cena is supposed to be doing this Bumblebee Transformer movie. It's going to be out of commission for a long time. Well, not a long time, but maybe all the way to Rumble. So if that's the case, we're seeing Reigns go over. Probably Fugazi, though. I'm going to say that. You can quote me, but I'm going to say You know, quote me. Fuck it. It's going to be Fugazi. So we go down the line again. We're having a weird fatal five-way match for the women's title. Um, We're having... The original plan was for Sasha Banks to take on Nia Jax, to take on uh, Emma, who I love that's in this match because I don't think she gets enough credit, guys. Um, See her shit. Emma's fun. She's a great character. Love it. Um, And, of course, we're having uh, Alexa Bliss as champion. But with the new addition of Bailey coming back from injury, it seems like that the pay-per-view is structured where they have their set matches and they couldn't afford giving the time for another women's match, so they decided to put all the main chicks in one match here. I don't really like this because when it comes to these kind of matches, always a spot fest. Whoever does the best move in about five minutes or so, who counters the best move, big spot, big spot, big spot, no story, winner. Uh, That's what I'm predicting right about now. Uh, It's probably going to go about maybe 10 minutes with a whole bunch of big spots. And maybe a girl to get lost in a shovel. I kind of think that Emma's going to be lost in a shuffle, unfortunately. Um, But I see Alexa Bliss, Bliss, Little Miss Bliss coming on top in this match. So, um, yeah, not really much to say about that. I love the woman, but I think this match is going to be rushed, unfortunately. Go down the line right about there. You're looking at... A tag team match with uh, ambrose and rollins you know half the shield without roman right there as the champions fighting um uh, or against fighting this fake fighting guy here uh, taking on the bar which is seamus and cesaro from what i'm thinking right about now um as a dirt sheet reader as someone who does research i believe Sheamus is going out again for vacation time whether it be a movie whether it be some stuff that he's doing with his business he's taking some time off I feel bad because him and Cesaro finally found their groove. Um, that's going to leave Cesaro out of the picture. But I do see that um, Ambrose and Rollins are going through this match real quickly. It'll probably be a fun match, but an intense match. But I think ultimately what's happening here is a heel turn with Ambrose down the line. Not now, but I think the seeds are going to be set either this pay-per-view or Survivor Series. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if we going down the line from there... We're having Jason Jordan with his horrible Angle Angle, no pun intended, um, trying to obtain the Intercontinental title from The Miz. Um, it'll be a fun match. I think Jordan's getting over with his wrestling more than the Angle of being Kurt Angle's son, which is a horrible, horrible, horrible gimmick they're putting on him right about now, but ultimately I think I'm also seeing a heel turn with him trying to maybe get a match with kurt later down the line we'll see how far this goes maybe it's a mania maybe it's a SummerSlam now, next year if they keep on going or they just might pull the trigger for royal rumble we'll see what happens um i do see jordan winning this match i'd see it being a decent match i think they'll continue the feud to go on for about maybe i want to say a month or so you know maybe they'll go to survivor series and and then december review call the day um, after that, I will say some honorable mentions though that I feel bad about. I think the Hardy Boys should have had a big spot on this card considering the fact that they were the biggest pop at WrestleMania this year. I know me and International Lou out there, which is fucking going crazy watching them come back, so the fact that they were on a pre-show at SummerSlam, and not even booked on this card properly, maybe it'll be on a pre-show, who knows, but still, not being booked properly, it's kind of a smack in the face, um, I think that, um, Elias may or may not have a dark match, or a pre-show match, so that kind of sucks, um... And, of course, some of the cruiserweights should have a match since they are typically on Raw, but we probably may see a pre-show jumbled match or whatever, I guess, right? Uh, And then the last match that I see here that's actually stated is a cruiserweight title between Enzo Amore and Neville. Now, Neville's been a great champion, don't get me wrong. it has been a fun champion for a division that's been lacking a heel and a face character for such a long time. And he fills that void. Thing is, though, Enzo Amore been getting a lot of heat lately been having a lot of backstage shit been doing a lot of things that the boys are not liking in real life talking smack and kicked off buses actually real shit that's happening in his real life but people are throwing shade at him saying that he's getting buried every monday he's getting buried every tuesday at 205 live he's getting buried everywhere Uh, he's getting buried by The Miz, he's getting buried by Roman Reigns, he's getting buried by Braun Strowman, by Cass, he's always made to look weak. You know what? As much people are giving end to all this hate, he's gonna win this title someday, that's number one. Number two, if he really had the heat that people are saying he does, Vince would not put him on TV. And if it was on TV, it'd be some weird Kurt Hawkins-type, Apollo Crews-type shit right now, where it's a match where you don't even give a damn about them. At least you give a damn about Enzo. He sells a lot of merch to kids, and adults too. He still has fans, he still has a good following. When people said that it was a demotion for him to go to 205 Live, I can see that. But at the end of the day, you look at it as a business perspective, you're your IP. Your intellectual property is on two shows right about now you're looking at raw and you're looking at 205 live essentially you're on two shows your stock is rising you're the number one contender for the cruiserweight title your stock is rising so yeah you're getting jobbed out a couple of times but guess what though your stock still keeps on going up because maybe one show you're getting jobbed out by a guy that's about seven feet tall the other show you're the number one contender for that title if he does win the title I say it's a step backwards for the cruiserweight division, but he's so eccentric that it may give that division more views. It may give that show more views. Essentially, that's what you want. And definitely, you could take it off if you build another heel besides Neville. I think we could have some interesting TV coming out of that. And that's just my opinion. If you don't agree with me, that's cool. That's what we're all about. We're all about having a fucking opinion, just like having assholes. We all have one, right? So... That be that. We're gonna try to review as much as possible. Want to do some plugs right about now, my boy International Lou. Got a podcast out on bumpers right now. I say look him up, BX Lou, on his little side cast right there. I just listened to it. Funny as fuck, cool as fuck. Uh, He has some interesting topics on sports, uh, on the Canelo fight. I definitely on Kevin Hart. He was all over right there and on spot, on point with many things. So I want to say a big shout out to Big Lou, to my man. Go see his podcast, review it, rate it. Make sure it's something you want to subscribe to, okay? Another plug-in we have now is the Cyber Podcast. It's going to be on iTunes as well as Bumpers. Subscribe to it listen to us, listen to our point of views. Leave some comments. Just let us know how we're doing as a group together. You know, we all have um, fun with these podcasts. We all think it's cathartic, but we want to hear from you what you want, what you want to hear, what can we do better? Whether it's good or bad, we want to hear that criticism constructively, of course. Um, you always reach us at Facebook on the Side Room Podcast, Twitter at the Side Room Podcast, uh, at our email address at the Side Room Podcast at gmail.com, and um, of course, rate and review us on. Uh, on the Facebook, on the bumper, on the iTunes, and of course, great review this one. I love my sidecasts. Um, I've been jamming these out as much as I can each week. I've been having a phone fit. I'm trying to do some more sidecasts each day. Uh, I'm trying to hook up interviews as much as possible. They're going to be coming up real soon. Uh, I'm trying to get with some indie promotions, as I've been saying before. just haven't had the time to do so. But we're trying to get some indie promotions, trying to get some interviews with indie talent from Arizona. We're looking at indie MMA talent that I have a couple of connections with as well, too. I got my producer over here um, coming out of Arizona as well, too. up-and-coming producer that's um, doing some great beats. We're going to uh, have an interview, like a little one-on-one, one-on-one session about his journey as a Mexican producer in Arizona, and what his dreams and aspirations are, so we're looking for that. My boy, looking at my boy Jacob, who's an activist right about now for the gay community, we're trying to get an interview for that as well too. So look forward to more content when it comes to the Room Podcast, the Sidecast, for BX Lou, for my boy uh, Ken Dog over there, who's doing his own thing as well too. Um, we're just trying to give you guys more content. To enjoy, to salivate over, to be happy with. So please, subscribe, rate, and review, and always keep your eye on the side.